We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. AKA Blender Ed. Blender HD. Here, uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. And uh, this is the show where we talk a little bit about yesterday's slate. We go over some some winners from from yesterday, some some top lineups. We see if we could learn anything, and then we talk a little bit about today's slate, which, as usual for NBA DFS, means nothing at eleven o'clock in the morning, right? It really doesn't, right? But I mean, let's see. Do we had injury report, guys? We got Bam's probable, Clint Capella's questionable, McCollum's back, okay. We got that. I'm scrolling down. Yeah, I don't, okay. Daniel House against Dortz is questionable, right? And 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 we see here that there are plenty of people. There's plenty of guys that don't have an injury designation, but they will be at some point today out of the blue. It, it, it always happens, right? So that's why we talk a lot about strategy. I answer your strategy questions in the YouTube chat because you know me. I like the YouTube people. I see you here. Daniel Hutchins, Matt Meir, John Johnson, Card fan, DJ Cicero, Chupocalypse, Rob F, Meat Plow, of course. Can't forget Mr. Meat Plow. And, uh, and hit that thumbs up button. Hit. I got the apple juice here. I didn't even open I don't even think I opened it. Right? Okay, it's cold. We got Devin back producing. It's been Eli for the past uh, couple of shows. So uh, Devin's so much more cordial in the chat. Typically, typically he's saying good morning. Uh, Eli, I think, is too scared to chat. But uh, you, you have to give the clappies to Eli, and in Devin, you just uh, just do whatever, whatever. I don't know. There's there's no specific thing. Say hello in the in in the YouTube chat. Stress one wants a shout out. Okay, I'm sorry I didn't mention your name in the YouTube chat. I just got go through a bunch that I see. Okay, stress one says I'm she's 20 minutes from me. Okay, he's gonna end up coming. He's gonna be on the show. He's gonna. I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be one of those things where a guy comes through the window and murders me in the middle of a show. It'll end up being a law and order episode or something, something like that, right? So I'm telling, where's my shout out? I'm 20 minutes from you. Gonna come here and give me a shout out then. Okay, so good morning, everyone. Hit that thumbs up button, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're new. 
hit the notification bell to know when we go live. I got a shout out to uh, one of our one of our, our premium subscribers, Hutch Boy. Hutch Boy, I don't know what his exact username is. He's Hutch Boy on in our, in our Discord. Uh, and he he won the uh, the the twenty max, the four dollar twenty max. I think yesterday. I think also the N one. And the, and the quarter and the 50 cent, well, I did something like that. He, he won a bunch of stuff. He, he didn't put in like 600 bucks and got like 13,000 back. I can probably find him on results DB, but I just wanted to give a shout out to that. Let's see, I could find him. I, I, I should give a proper, a proper, a proper, proper shout out. I, I at least get the username right, right? Should be up here, right? Well, okay, doesn't even show the winner. Okay, where's the winner? Yeah, Hutch Boy 180 right here, right? He's got this, he got, the N1 here. Here's the Hutch Boy down here, the quarter jukebox. So yeah, he pretty much had the nuts. I think he had the nut nuts. I don't know if you could have had a better line. Could you? Could let, let's see. No, no, he had the he had the nuts. If he, if he, had, if he had the lineup in the in the shoot around, he would have he would have won that also, right? I mean, he had the nuts. I don't know how. I, pretty much, I mean, heavily leveraged lineup. Delon Wright. Dante DiVincenzo, but I mean, look at Barton, Hayward, Holmes, THT off the bench, Pirtle at 3%. I mean, pretty much, you pretty much, I, I, you, you had the nuts. I, I mean, I don't think it's the absolute nuts. I think maybe like a 370 lineup was the nuts, but effectively, uh, effectively the nuts. When you combine, uh, you know, Pirtle going off for 7X at 2%, THT at 4% going 11X. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even have Giannis, and Giannis was the highest scorer on the slate because you didn't need it because you had like Barton, 8x, Hayward, 7x, DiVincenzo, enough, 6x, DeLon Wright, 6x. I mean, he, he got it all in. He was even saying in the Discord that like this was like a lucky lineup. Like we go here, we go look at his exposures. Like, like, like Pirtle, I think, was only in one lineup, he said. Yeah, look, Pirtle, 5%, right, because he played 20 lineups. Pirtle was in one lineup, and THT was in three lineups. Right, and Claxton in one lineup. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, sure, he had quickly. Yeah, he didn't even Giannis in that lineup. He had Luca. But, I mean, if you take a look at the, look at, look at the exposures versus the field. Like, eight, like, if we go by top right here, like it kind of matches, right? Quickly was chalky. Giannis was chalky. Magruder was chalky. Alec Burks, Derek White. I mean, he played most of these guys, but other than like Marcus Morris and Luka Doncic, just so, just so happened. I, I mean, it's a. I think it's a clumping issue. Actually, we take a look. Quickly, Giannis, Magruder. None. None of those three are in this lineup. None of them. Like technically, really, when you, if you're going to build these lineups, you're probably going to have one of them in. So instead of Delon Wright, you'd have you'd have quickly. But of course, that wouldn't have given him the win. Or that may have given him the win anyway. But four, I think it was a four point difference. Yeah, four point difference. Okay, it wouldn't have. He would have ended up coming in third. Or Giannis. Oh well, you couldn't have played Giannis over Luca because Giannis was a little bit more expensive. But like Magruder wasn't necessary. So it's not it's not like he was completely off the board. It just so happened that he had he had one right combination. Sometimes that's all you need. 
Sometimes, I mean, really, sometimes that's all you need. To have Holmes, Pirtle, Barton. See, look, Barton, 30% of his lineups. I mean, it's not, it's not, it wasn't nuts. DiVincenzo, he just had the right combination, which is fine. Just wanted, to, just wanted to shout out Hutch Boy 180. It was, a, it was his biggest win, right? One, one, one of our premium subscribers. You could join the Roto Grinders Discord and you could congratulate him yourself. Hit the link in the description. You get $10 off your first month. If you join, join premium, especially get the combo premium. Because NBA, we got what, a month and a half or so, something like that left. But MLB starts up in two weeks, right? Two weeks? I, I'm counting the days. I'm getting sick of NBA. I'm, I've, I've almost pretty much stopped playing NBA GPPs, just to let you know. I'm playing cash. Just, it's, 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 it's exhausting. It, 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 I mean, it, I'm used, I'm used to late swapping. I'm used to, I, I like, I used to like NBA DFS. I used to. So I liked all the, oh, this thing moves and that thing, you got to pay attention. There's an edge there. And then it just gets exhausting. Even if you're doing five lineups for GPP, it gets exhausting. Okay, I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to wait. And then I'm going to see this, and then I'm going to have to switch. And then Paul George is out 10 seconds before lock, and then you just throw your hands in the air. You go, why am I doing this to myself? So I can't wait for MLB. That's why I'm counting the days for MLB. But taking a look at the, I mean, Hog Lawrence won the uh, the 100 case, the, the shoot around. But he said THT. He had a combination. He had Jokic and Harden. As long as you played a stud, you did well. I mean, I think LeBron was the lowest lowest scoring stud, but I think he scored like 53. So that wasn't that bad. But like Giannis, all the high price, all the high price guys got there to some extent. Right, but you pretty much needed Holmes. I think you needed Holmes. You probably needed THT at, at 40 points at 4%. You got enough points out of Composo. I mean, he could have he could have played Magruder in that spot. That would have been fine. Bullock. 32 points, right? I mean, this is not an out, this is not a completely out there lineup. Almost all double digit owned players outside of like THT. Royal Payne over here. So you had Saban Lee, THT, Caldwell Pope. A little bit weird, a little bit weird lineup. Randall, Randall even got there. Like there were tons of people that got there yesterday. There were a lot of combinations you could have made. I still think you, you probably needed Horton Tucker. When he's 4% on, you probably needed him. Like Rockstar 918. Okay, he didn't have. Okay, okay, here's the first lineup. But it's like, what, almost 10 points behind. Luca quickly, Morris, Giannis, Zeller. Basically, Jeff Green. Oh, Jeff Green went off yesterday. Yeah. yeah he did great. 8, 9x, 9x or so. But he's 1% on. It was unnecessary. But I mean, this lineup, I mean, outside of Jeff Green, this is not that not that contrarian of a lineup. Looks a lot like a lot of a lot of cash game lineups. Like I'd quickly in cash. I had Marcus Morris. I had Giannis. Bullock was popular in cash. Zeller, I think, was a little bit more popular in FanDuel than on DraftKings, but he's, he was viable. So I mean, it's kind of a cashish type of lineup with you know maybe a two v two or three v three off of that. So not that not that much difference. Going into the YouTube chat. Oh, we see Hutch. Oh, Hutch Boy's in the chat. Hutch Boy saying, hey, Blender, it happened for me last night. Took it down. 
Yeah, there you go. Hutchboy says it was his leftover lineups. That's that. That's what's called clumping or clustering. So, so, truthfully, that's a bad thing. Sometimes that's on. That's that you're not intending on doing that. Clumping means that when you use an optimizer and you like, you want to have like 50% of this guy and 50% you've put in your exposures and like the first, each lineup that goes down, like is good, 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 good. And then like, it, it like, well, it's used 50% of that guy. So now it's going to use someone else. And then by the time you get to the bottom, like your exposures, like are all clumped together. So if, so if you're going to play like, Oh, I only want to play 50% quickly and 50% Morris or 50% Bullock together or something. Something like that. Like it'll give you, okay, oh, oh, you only you want these guys at half your lineups? Well, I'm gonna put all three in half your lineups together. And then the other half of your lineups have none of those three. So that that would be what clumping is. So a lot of times, like if you build on an optimizer, you'll see that, you know, let's say you build a hundred lineups. Like a lot of times that bottom 20 lineups are like, oh, all your contrarian plays put together. Like you'll see the ownership just plummet in those lineups because the optimizer doesn't know any better. So you have to, you have to work with it to, for it not to do that. Truthfully, you don't want it to do that. Sometimes it happens. And it happened here that, well, you know, oh, I played a bunch of these three or four guys except for that one lineup that didn't have any of them. I still had the right exposures. This is, the, this is the main reason why I don't want talking in terms of exposures. How much exposure? Above the field, below the field. Like, it's about lineups. So it's like, you could, oh, I have 50% exposure to this guy. But he's all in, in every lineup with this other guy. And always with this other, I mean, your lineups look way too similar to each other. Or they're just bad lineups, right? It's like, oh, I have 50% of this guy. But it, it, it's, all, it's all bad lineups. It's all lineups that project low and have too high ownership. So it doesn't matter that you have 50% of someone. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. What do the lineups look like? Oh, uh, let's see. Daniel Hutchins says, this is why I usually play night and express slates. No or minimal late swaps allowed. Yeah, but the slates are small. So I should I should just be playing the turbo and the night slates. But I mean, I I the variance on two or three game slates are just ridiculous. It's not practical to play most main slates well if you have any sort of family life. I don't have any family life, but I'm still exhausted. I mean, the last, the last game didn't get off till 10.30. From 7 to 10.30? Doesn't matter how many lineups you have. You're just sitting here going, I, what, 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 what garbage is going to happen now? Who's in? Who's out? And then you're switching. You're late swapping. You, you go, okay, this lineup's behind. I need to move this guy up, and I need to do that. Like, I'm just sick of it. MLB is kind of like you're done, pretty much. Once it locks, you're not gonna, you're rarely gonna change much, if anything. But Hutchboy says clumping is an issue for that pool last night for sure. It's something I've been working against recently, but last night some circumstances kept me from being able to work through that. I lucked, it lucked out. Okay, at least he understands the clumping stuff. And Tenacious uh, C20 says, any tips on utilizing optimizer features to prevent clumping? A lot, of, you, there are blunt tools you could, you could do bluntly. There are a lot of blunt ways to do everything. That's why like the optimizer is, is 
like lineup HQ is you get to tell it what to do. It's not, it's going to do whatever you want it to do. So if you don't tell it something, it's just going to do whatever it wants. Right. So like a, a way to do it is like last night. Well, let's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking on today's slate, but it doesn't show ownership or anything, but like last night, let's say you didn't want to play, uh, chalky guys together, create a group and or just only one, you know, you could do that. That'll, that'll prevent clumping. So like last night, if we look at results, DB, we go through, let's go through ownership, like quickly Giannis Magruder, like those three up here that are 30 plus percent owned. If you set a group of like max one, well, then obviously you're never going to get any lineups. We're only going to have one of each of these guys. So that could minimize clumping. You could also set minimum ownership. So for instance, in the, in the build rules, min and max total ownership. Because if you don't set a minimum, it doesn't matter. It's going to throw, it could throw in, you know, eight, 5% owned guys, even though it, it, even though it, it does everything else you wanted to do, it gets you the right exposures. You may have two lineups at the bottom that have elected to combine ownership, but guard knows nothing, like minimal. So let's say, for instance, well, we don't have ownership, so it's hard for me to show it uh, right now. But let's say the, the optimal's ownership is like 160 total. And then if you took one of these players out, right? One of, one of those, uh, where, where am I going? Quickly, Giannis Magruder. So if you just took one of those out, like around 30, right? So the, if the optimal was 160, maybe you don't want to have a lineup that has more than 130% ownership, right? Which is going to be very hard. Now, if it's going to put all three together, that means it's going to at least, right? 43 plus 30, I mean, you already have 100 between these three players, so if it's going to put all three players together, it's going to give you a lot of contrarian lower owned options in the rest of the lineup. And if you set it at 130, then it'll, it's more likely to give you two in the lineup or one. So you could you could use minimum and maximum ownership in order to prevent clumping. Obviously unique players. And the unique players, like number of unique players, one means that the difference between every one of your lineups is only the difference of one player or two players or three players or four players. So if you're getting clumping, maybe you up that to three or four, depending on how big your player pool is. You're less likely to get clumping. But usually the blunt tools are, are, are groups and, and ownership. But of, of course, with groups, you, you're hard coding. You're just basically, I, I never want any of those jockey players together with each other. And then they're more likely, let's say, let's say last night, you wanted to have a ton of quickly and a ton of Magruder. You want to have 50% each. Well, if you set a group that has, that they're none of them together, it'll have 50, you'll have 50% of lineups with quickly and 50% of lineups with Magruder separate. From each other you can still up the exposure and say give me as much of them as you can just not together so those lineups will be evenly distributed more so and you add that with the min and max ownership and there you go those are blunt tools to do to do so going back into the youtube chat
Hard fan said, Jordan, my FanDuel cash lineup seemed very lonely last night. Mine? Mine? Broke away from the train. A lot of misses on the late swaps. I just, I just, I just played the optimal lineup. I don't know what you guys did. <laughs> that, that's all I do. Well, once, uh, once Sarich wasn't, you know, once Crowder was starting instead of Kaminsky, then I then you played Crowder there, and then uh, Brogdon was uh, ended up being with Lamb out, ended up being slightly higher projected than Chris Paul. That that was the swap. That was, but I didn't make that decision. Remember, remember, I'm playing cash games with no decisions. I'm just. Going straight straight by the projections. But I mean yesterday in cash was pretty good. I mean, yeah, I lost on DraftKings, but did well on FanDuel, did very well on Yahoo. It's dipping up and down, right? It went down, it went down to 17. Now we're back up to almost 19. Right? It's gonna go up and down. Right? Like the stock market. Up and down, up and down. This is just cash games, though. Not GPPs, but I'm just like the GPP stuff is just. I, my head hurts. I'm done. I'm done. I, I just, how, what has it been? Three months? We started the big end of uh, two and a half months, almost, almost three months. I'm, I'm, I'm pooped. Bring on baseball. Don't have to worry about, well, do I fit this guy in the small forward spot? Because I may have to move this guy because I had the Marcus Morris yesterday. Like, do I put him in the power forward or the small forward spot? Because then if I play him in the small forward spot and I have to swap, then I don't have anyone to go to. And then I end up having to play tail and order doctor and I would have done great. So, I mean, it actually worked out the, the opposite way. I was so concerned about filling up that small forward spot yesterday. Like it's got to be LeBron. It's got to be Burks. It's got to be something like that. Hayward, right? Because Hayward, small forward, power forward. Then you have to put Giannis in your center spot. And is that a good idea? If you don't play him in the center, then you have to play a, what center are you playing? Playing Zubac with a Baca out. It just it, my head hurts. My, I, it, 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 I'm done. My head hurts too much. Kai Roach says, press those thumbs down. Keep this show a secret so my ROI stays good, right? Yeah, the, 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 the thing is, is that people will people will watch the show and just still not do it. That's what we have to rely on, people. People watch the pregame show or they or they listen on the YouTube, on, on iTunes, right? You could do that. You could listen. Go subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review it. The Roto-Grinders DFS pregame show. But people, people listen or don't, or they listen, they go, that yeah, this, you, you make it no sense. What are you talking about math? What are you talking about never watching games? What are you talking about this game theory stuff? Line of building, right? Leverage and correlation. Well, what's I, I just watch the games and I I I tell you tell you who's gonna do well tonight, right? Like those types of people are never gonna get it. So don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. that's that's that, that's why I do what I do. I got I'm hundred percent transparent. This is exactly how I play DFS. This is exactly what I do in the morning at 11 o'clock in the morning. This is what I do. Go into, go into results DB and see what other people did. Oh, that was interesting. All oh, this was whatever, you know, how many, how many people faded quickly? Like ending, ending no Giannis either. Like, Oh, what type of lineups were he, was he making? Paul George. Okay. In the small, small shooting guard spot. Yeah, these, yeah, see, this is the interesting stuff that I look in Michael Bridges. 
Michael Porter. So balance builds? Was he building balance builds? I, I mean, I saw Luca, Marcus Morris, Green, Wright, Zubach, Zeller. Okay, some Jokic and Luca, but still under. Like not not that much. Looked like a lot more Kawhi, Harold. Yeah, a lot more balance builds. Which what which was which was contrarian yesterday. But then we take a look at like Chetabisk and it's like, like well no Magruder. So he must have put in some cheaper guys. Well there we got some Fox. Yeah, I think he's the only one that had a bunch of Fox. Fox healed. So the Sacramento. Sacramento game with Hayward. Who did Sacramento play yesterday? I forgot. Was it Sacramento Charlotte again? Was it something like that? Who played Sacramento yesterday? There's little things. I'm just trying to see because he played a bunch of Sacramento. I'm seeing if he played the other side. Fox, healed. Bunch of Campazzo, Harold. I mean, still a bunch of THT, 56% THT. That's a little bit. I mean, that's probably a late swap. I don't think he intended on necessarily having 56% from the beginning. Lonnie Walker. Okay. Interesting. I'm, I'm just looking at construction types. Different players tried different construction types. Like Royal Payne, less quickly. Had plenty of Burks, though. Like nothing on DeLon Wright, no LeBron. No Derek White. So it's like, okay, how did these lineups get built? Len, horrible. Jokic, so paid up at center. At Westbrook, okay. Now, 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 Westbrook, Beal. Okay, now I'm getting it. Irving. So basically paid up at, at point guard and center. Instead of the opposite, what other people were doing. Because most likely we were paying down in those spots. We're playing Giannis at center or something. Okay, I get it. That's the direction that that, that Royal Pain 21 took. But that's what I look at. That's why I go through results, DB. Chris Brown says, uh, joining you late. Grew up in St. Matthews in Louisville. Oh, okay. You're here in Louisville. At least St. Matthews isn't that far away from me. Coming in for the Derby this year, you hope. I don't know. Are they gonna have? Are they gonna have? Uh, are they gonna have fans for the Derby this year? I don't know. It's. I mean, it's a month and a half away. Would love to buy you apple juice. So you could just send me apple juice, right? Send it. Send it. Maybe by way of the Roto Grinders office. Send. Send those people apple juice. Send Devin some apple juice, and Eli. You don't have to send me apple juice. The only reason I, I drink apple juice is because it's not soda. And it's not water. So I need something in the middle of that. Soda is, is not healthy. And water doesn't taste like anything. So it's like, what's in the middle? Fruit juice. Okay, whatever. It's still, there's still sugar in here, right? Isn't it supposed to be natural sugar in apples? I don't know. So what's going on today? On today's slate? Tonight's slate. Let's see what we got here. So I just, I, I'm first look. I don't know what the hell's going on. Moses Brown. Oh my God. Okay. What are we doing here? Why is he coming up? 
What happened? What did I miss? Did I wake up? What happened? I know. I know. Horford's out. Baisley's out. You got Brown, Roby, like that front court situation. Like Moses Brown has played like 25 minutes in the past couple of games. Yeah, 24, 26, 19. I mean, been efficient, but I mean, steals, rebounds. So is he going to be Chuck? Moses Chuck? Is he going to part the Red Sea? The Bulls, they're red. He's going to part the Red Sea in the Bulls. So Moses Brown is going to be Chuck today. What a world. Yeah, take a look. Sato, okay. We can tell Sato is still under 4K. Still quickly under 6K. Bullock under 4K. Poku, oh yeah, forgot about him. Got, yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with this lineup? I'll play this lineup right now. This probably makes sense. Sato quickly, Bullock, Bullock. Poku, Brown, SGA, LeBron, and Towns. Seems seems viable to me. Right now. As of right now, who knows what's going to happen? You play LeBron and James and, and Towns against each other. Simmons is back for the Sixers. Okay, so, so pretty much everyone else there is going to be kind of overpriced, even though Embiid is still out. That's why I take a look at RGV. I mean, there's not there's not much going on. As of right now, like the smash percentage is like there's not much. Tony Bradley, I guess, maybe. I mean, there's, these are obviously these are 514 in the morning projections. These are the these are the projections that just like pop into Roto Grinders before anyone makes any manual adjustments. But this does make sense. This stands to be a lower scoring slate if it stays the way it is. So really, the the uh, the big key to the slate is what you do. What do you do with the Thunder? The Thunder are going to be shorthanded, right? I mean, we even even have Maladon in. I think he's questionable also. Right, V. I don't know if he's going to play. It's most of the front court, right? Because they still have Ty Jerome. Dort is questionable. They still have Kenrich Williams, Justin Jackson. They seem to not want to play Mike Muscala. So, yeah, so I think it's more of a, a SGA, Poku, Moses Brown type of thing. And I, I, I mean, Poku's had games that are ridiculous. I mean, look, seven for 13, 10 rebounds, four assists, block a steal. He's still two out of 11. He's still got 14 points. When he was 3K, he got 32 points. So if he's going to play, if he's going to play, if he's, even if he's going to play 30, 32 minutes in place of uh, Baisley, right? We have him right, right now at 31 minutes. He's fine, but I think he'd be possibly will be over-owned. We take a just look at the plus minus on the RGB. Just based on that. Maybe you play Roby instead, even though Roby, Roby's 5,300. But I think that's going to be the key tonight. As of right now, I always have to say, as of right now, people listen three hours from now after, you know, 17 things come in the news. Or they'll say afterwards, you know, there's tons of news that happens and there's, oh, your call on that guy was crap. Like, I, dude, I didn't even know what was going on at 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, that, that doesn't apply anymore. Like, what happens with Capella? Are we going to be playing John Collins again? 
What's Colin's salary? They price him up enough. Sixty-seven hundred. No, not a good, not good enough. Capella's out, and Collins is playing. Then, then Portland, you pretty much can't play anyone. Assuming C.J. McCollum isn't on a minute, even if he is on a minute's limit, it doesn't matter. Like McCollum at seventy-five hundred. If we knew he was going to play thirty-six minutes, then yeah, then you play McCollum. But I mean, the thirty minutes you don't. But that, I mean, what that does now is just kill everyone on Portland. Portland's been priced up as, you know, because McCollum's been out for the past God knows how long. Right, that's why these numbers are so low. Like Lillard ain't 10-8 now. Covington, 6-2. Cantor, 7-2. Mello, 5,500. All these guys are just doing Gary Trent. He ain't worth anything anymore. Right? So, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, Cantor may be the closest, only because I don't, don't know if McCollum necessarily affects him that much. But still, now Lillard ain't a 10-8 player on DraftKings anymore. So they're going to be low-owned. But, I mean, I think rightfully so. And we still have Houston. They priced K.J. Porter up to up to 7K. I think maybe he's going to be over-owned also. Well, he had a dud game last game. Well, the, the last game, they got blew, they got blown out. I don't even care if House or McLemore, like, even if House or McLemore are back. I'm more likely to just play Oladipo at that point. The difference between Porter and Oladipo is 1300 I'll play Oladipo. Maybe you play both. Who knows? Like, K.J. Barton's up to 5300 Why don't I just play Jay Sean Tate at that point? But I don't know. We'll have to see. Obviously, if House and McLemore are out, then those minutes have to go somewhere. And then we start looking, then the Rockets become a little bit more appealing. But we still have the Knicks. Is Peyton going to play today? Who knows? Is he questionable again? Or is he out today? Who knows? Then they, The Knicks are running a pretty short rotation also. Even they're on a back-to-back. Playing quickly, Randall, Bullock, Barrett. I think that's fine. Burks even. Maybe not. That's what I'm looking for. I'm just first looking. That's all I'm doing here. First looking. That's why I rely on the YouTube chat. So if you have any questions, just type them in the YouTube chat. I answer I answer anything. The, the show is as long as you guys ask questions in the YouTube chat. This is an interactive show. Al Marillo asks, stupid question or stupid person question. Recently won a ticket to the FanDuel 222 single entry. Want to obviously win the tourney, but want a min cash at least. Because he's not a half stakes player. So min cashing would be great. How would you build the lineup? I, you always play to win. All the equity is in, in the top spots. If you if you if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna win a ticket to something, play it, play it to win. Or don't play the contest to win a ticket. That's where that's where all the equity is. If you're not going to play for the equity, it's a losing proposition. How would I build the lineup? I would build the lineup as best as I would build the lineup to win. But the 222 single entry on FanDuel is not that large field of a contest. So you don't have to be nuts. You don't have to be co- totally contrarian. You can pretty much do what you said, core cash players with a 2v2. Yes, you can do that in that contest. If you're playing the 999, the, 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 
the larger field stuff, the $9.99, the $3.33, whatever, with uh, 47,000 entries, yeah, you're, you're probably not going to do that. But in the FanDuel, the 222 single entry, the $222 contest, I mean, that's what, 800 people or something? It's not, it's not that big of a, of a field size. So, yeah, you could pretty much do a cash lineup with a 2v2. You can. And if you want to get more aggressive than that, I, I, God bless you. I want you to. Play to win. All right, even stress what is giving him advice. Right, it's going to be much chalk. It's a, it's a smaller field contest. The chalk is going to be chalkier, which means it's easier to find leverage. But that doesn't mean that, oh, it's I would have just fade all the chalk. Like, it's just easier to get leverage by fading one piece of the chalk and then having a 2v2 flip of your construction and you're good. You, could, you can win that way. Let's see, going through the YouTube chat. Deion Lewis says you can't play Porter at that price. I mean, he can. Nothing's stopping you. I mean, he's put up 35, 40, 45 points. So, I mean, at 7,000, perfectly fine. I mean, it's it's doable. Why not? Well, obviously, as the price goes up, the, the more points you need out of him. I don't want to put anything about, you know, maybe Porter... What is he on FanDuel? Do they? I don't think they raised his price enough on FanDuel. Let's take a look at FanDuel as of right now, as of our five in the morning projections. Which who knows what the hell that's gonna that's gonna mean? He doesn't even show up in the optimal here. Well, Bradley's cheap. How? Yeah, the, the the Sixers are still the Sixers are underpriced. Yeah, Ben Simmons is eighty two hundred on FanDuel. Yeah, okay, now 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 I see on FanDuel's gonna be a little bit easier. Yeah, Kenyon Martin, you're right. It's only 3500 They didn't price up the Houston guys. This is more of the lineup. Simmons, Young, Quickly, SGA, Martin, James, Bradley, Harris, Moses Brown. Could end up being, could, could, could still be the optimal by by uh, by 7 o'clock or 7.30. It's a 7.30 slate. Oh! In an extra half an hour. See these are the see see these are the slates I wouldn't mind if basketball if, if the if, if the slates were this like today, my head wouldn't hurt from NBA, okay? Because look what we got here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, okay, which is fine, big enough. I prefer somewhere uh, at least seven, seven and nine, ten. I don't like the five game slate. I want it to be big enough. We got the first game, solo game, 7.30. Okay, great. Perfectly fine. Utah, Boston, probably not playing anyone from these games. So most likely, unless someone else is out. And then you got one, two, three, four games starting at the same time at eight o'clock. Great. And then you got a 10 o'clock and a 10.30 game. Perfect. If it was like this, I wouldn't mind. Because then you got, it's like, okay, I'm going to get... Anything that's going to happen in these games, these four games, I'm going to get the news most likely before eight o'clock and be able to make any swaps. Oh, this guy's a house is out. Well, I could swap there. And this guy's OKC's starting lineup comes out and Mascal is in the starting lineup. Oh, how are we going to change? Now you got 10 minutes to figure out what to do there. 
But now you could switch the guys in, 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 in the Sixers. Mike Scott is starting for the Sixers. What does that mean? Probably nothing, but whatever. You react to that. Bam ends up being a game time decision. So you don't know about that until it's in, but they're all happening at eight o'clock. So you're most likely going to find out all this information at once, be able to swap and make your decisions all at once. Then eight o'clock comes at locks and then you have nothing until 10 o'clock. You get to relax, right? There's not 8.30 game and then nine o'clock game and then 9.30 game and then 10 o'clock game and then 10.30, like just, it's not constant. It's like, oh, okay, I, no matter what happens at 8.01 p.m., I don't have to make a decision until like 9.55 anyway. So I could go, I could, I, could, I could take a walk, I could do something, right? I'm not mentally taxed anymore. If the slates were more like this, the slates had, if it was seven o'clock, three games started. If it was, a, let's say a 12 game slate, three games at seven, six games at eight, and, and at 10 o'clock, three games at 10, like something like that. Seven, nine, 10, whatever. Just make them all at the same time. None of this one game's here, then the next game, then the next, the six lock times. That's what, that's, that's what makes my head hurt. So yeah, maybe it's more, that's not basketball. It's just starting times. Jupocalypse is asking about snipping a clip. I don't even know what, what, what clip are we, what clip, clip are we snipping? It's from the show on January 5th. What, what are you talking about? What clip are you talking about? I have no idea. Jupocalypse is just, and just I don't know. What was this referring to? Can I snip that clip and post it? I don't even know what it is. What am I posting? What did I say? My YouTube clip of what? What did I say? Tell, let me know. I don't even know. Snip that clip of what? I don't even know what this is referring to. Oh, the lesson when you showed what a distribution curve was on Khan Academy. Well, just go to Khan Academy and see it. <laughs> Most people don't understand that, what a projection is. Oh, LeBron James projects for 56.7. No, he projects, it's, it's a curve. One standard deviation between 44 and 74. But people don't get it, right? You guys get it. Well, some of you at least. They get this stuff. That's why you join me in the YouTube chat, helping other people out, hitting that thumbs up button, hitting the subscribe button. Hitting the notification bell to know when we go live. I don't know if there's anything more. I don't think there's anything more today. What, what else What else could we talk about? There's nothing more to talk about. We got OKC today on one side. We got Houston on the other side, kind of. Philadelphia, because their fan duel just doesn't, I don't know, they're just asleep when it comes to pricing. And then whatever happens, whatever happens, the 1.30 p.m. injury report, who knows? 5.30 p.m. injury board. Who knows? And then one of these 8 o'clock games, someone gets scratched, right? Some Trey Young is out for no reason. Just whatever. Right? It's going to be something. It's, it's always something. 
You can't, we can't even predict what the something's going to be, but it's going to be something. You're going to be sitting there going, I know something is going to happen. I got to be prepared for it. And then you're never prepared for it because you don't know what the hell's going to happen. When does MLB come back? Can we get this back soon? That starts what? In, in two weeks, right? The first is opening day. Right, well, we'll have an opening day show. We'll start talking about baseball. Rob F, do you use the defense versus archetype as part of my building process? No. Anything that would be relevant would be already in the projection. So I don't look at it. You're looking, this is literally what I'm looking at. So for DraftKings, here, see between this line where it says projections and that line, that's all I need. I don't need, I literally don't need anything else. I could show five minutes before a slate. And all I need are these columns. That's it. All the stuff you're talking about, defense versus archetype, all the, the total, all this type of stuff, and the and all these numbers, all this type of stuff, it's already it's 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 already in there. The range of it already is represented in the range of outcomes. It's already been simulated. I'm getting there. I got the range of outcomes, I got the meanings, I got the plus minus, I got the smash percentage, good point per dollar. I, I mean, that's that's all I need. And the ownership, obviously, which we don't have out yet. We never have out this early. Rarely, rarely. Sometimes we do. But that changes, obviously. That's all you need. That's it. That's all you need. I don't I barely have to know that. I don't even know the names of the players. Names of the players are irre irrelevant. All the player stuff is done for you. <clears throat> Assuming you have projections. Well, that's why you sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. $10 off your first month. Hit the link in the description and below. When I play any sport, baseball comes up. Do I... Who's the seventh hitter for the... I don't know. I, I just look at the numbers. They... they they relate to a player, but I just care about the numbers. Is, is, is the projection model good? Yes. Okay. So then what do I have to look at? Anything that I would be looking at is just going to explain why the projection is the way it is. Oh, why is Moses Brown popping? Well, there has to be a reason. Do I even need to know the reason? Do I need to know who Moses Brown is? No. All I know is that the projection model is good. So there has to be some reason why Moses Brown is popping at 3.5K. Now, I happen to know that Horford's out and Baisley's out and Moses Brown is higher fantasy point per minute player. He probably 25 minutes of that and okay. Against Chicago, which is probably a good matchup. But do I need to know that? No. All I need to know is, do I trust the model? Yes. Okay. Then that, that's that's all that matters. If it says that this guy is, that this is the range of outcomes for that player, then it is. And that's okay. Then use that to make your lineups. From that point, it's game theory. So all that work is done for you. That's why I consider, I consider the Roto Grinder subscription to be like severely underpriced. So, I mean, severely. 40 bucks a month for a sport? Are you kidding me? For 
for basketball. You, you see how hard the projections team works every day? They, should, they need to be getting paid more. I'd pay 400 a month for this. This is, I mean, it does all the work for you. I mean, come on. All I need to concern myself is building lineups, is building plus EV lineups. I don't have to wonder about uh, how do I project players? It's like, it's done for me. I can build my own model, but it's going to, in order to get a model as good as Jamino's for, uh, for, for basketball, probably take me two or three years just to get it to be this good. So why, why don't I just pay for it? Same thing for, for, for Cardi with the bat. Like, dude, the bat is like the best baseball projection system out there. I, I could I I could probably take five to seven years and still not have have as good of a system and spend 20 hours a week trying to do that. Well, I just pay for it. And it's done. All my work is done. 90% of the work is done. Now it's just now it's now it's time to build some lineups. Where do I get the leverage? Where would I get the correl- correlation? What contests am I in? Getting the right lineups into the right contests. There you go. That's it. I'm trying to beat other people. The goal in DFS isn't to predict the outcomes. It's to beat other people at a game. Oh, I knew that this guy was going to go off. Who cares? Did you win? How much money did you win? Uh, Exactly. So I don't care about being right on a player. I care about winning money. Beating other people. Lineups. I want my lineups to beat your lineups. Okay. Jeremy Grant had a 29 smash percentage yesterday and only put up 21 points. I'd call out all lineups. Yeah. 29% of the time he'll smash. 71% of the time he won't. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's percentages. I mean, people like, oh, Moses Brown. Oh, he's going to be a smash. He's 41%. Moses Brown ends up putting up, look, look at his, look at his range of outcomes right now. 11 to 36, okay? 36 would be 10X. So that's his 75th or 85th percentile outcome. His 15th percentile outcome is 11. So if Moses Brown goes up, goes out and puts up 14 points, that's well, that's within a standard deviation. The bulk of the projection is between 11.73 and 36.98. So if he, if he scores anywhere in between that, that would be considered within the margin of error. That's a 25-point difference. But that's in that fat part of that curve. If he goes, if he puts up 40 or he puts up eight, okay, that's outside. Okay, then you could say, oh, that's an outlier. But like, if he puts up 13 points, like, don't complain. Like, that's that's part of the projection. If he puts up 34, that doesn't mean like, oh, the projection was great. It's like, no, it's between 11 and 36. LeBron is between 44 and 74. Emmanuel quickly, 14 and 46. It's more important to look at this. This is the range within one standard deviation. And look how wide these are. So if Emmanuel quickly is projected for 32.4 and he puts up 25, Oh, the projection is wrong. No, the projection, it's, it's actually in the projection. 25 is well within this range. This just happens to be the middle of that range, but doesn't mean it's the most likely. Modally, 
It isn't. Modally, which the outcomes that happen the most. It's just the median. It's just the middle. Oh, let's see. Oh, Devin's posting links to to the to, to for I guess the show on the fifth or whatever. The show on the fifth starting at the thirty-four thirty mark. I've probably shown a project. I've shown a distribution curve before. Clark Kent says the projections sound like the weather, man. <laughs> but that's what it is. But that but that is what it is. All the weather guys, all the weather men, the weather people, the weather women's, whatever, whatever you want to call them, meteorologists, all they're giving you is probabilistic outcomes. It's going to rain today. No, it's a 75% chance of raining. And then when it doesn't rain, they're like, well, you're an idiot. It's like, well, I said 75%. 25% of the time it doesn't rain and it didn't rain. Okay, there you go. Done. And that it's You have to think probabilistically, not who's going to do well, who's not going to do well. Well, per, what percentage of the time? And try, I'm put, putting those pieces together in a lineup to try to beat other people. That's the name of the game, beating other people. That's that's why I'm that's why I made the course. Theory of daily fantasy sports. I had to think like a professional DFS player. It's a 15 hour audio course. You can pick up at theoryofdfs.com tonight, 7:30 slate, which means Grinders Live is at six, six o'clock. Right. So we got six o'clock on this channel on YouTube. Uh, it's Dean and someone else, as I always say, because I don't look at the schedule. I know it's going to be Dean. And I know there's going to be someone, there's going to be one or two people with him doing Grinders Live at six o'clock uh, Eastern. And then at seven is crunch time. Crunch time is for premium members only. And that's with Andy Means, Kevin Roth, and probably someone else. Maybe Tuttle, I think, on Mondays, Tuesdays. But I don't even know what day it is. Is it Tuttle? Is it Squirrel? Is it someone else? Maybe it's Cards. Maybe, I don't know. It's going to be with someone or maybe no one. Maybe it'll just be Andy and, and Kevin. Who knows? I have no idea. But it'll happen for premium members. So sign up for Roto Grinders Premium and pick that up. And uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. See what happens. See if any of this, any of what I've been talking about, even, even who knows? Someone will sit. Someone will be out. Who knows? Right. As of right now, it looks like OKC kind of plus New York plus LeBron plus town something, some type of combination of that. Sadoransky, maybe some type of combination like that. Uh, but that could that all go away. We had one slate where it's like, oh, it's, we're probably going to play all the Spurs. And then we ended up playing none of the Spurs because value opened up everywhere else. So we'll see what happens tonight. And uh, you turn into Grinders Live. You turn into Crunch Time. You go sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You get all the projections. You get the content. You get everything. You get the Roto Grinders Discord, which I'm I'm typically in. So you could always find me there. Uh, but uh, but if if you don't find me there, you'll find me. You'll find me here. I'm always here answering your questions at 11 o'clock in the morning every weekday here on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com. Thank you.